0: Hey, everybody. It's Kai. This is Politics Inside Out, our podcast at Marketplace looking at the politics of the American economy and the economics of American politics, circa 2016, late November-ish. Andrea Seabrook is on the other end of the line. She's in our Washington, D.C. bureau, where she is the bureau chief. And today, Andrea, I know, (laughs) ta-da, we're going to do two things. One is we're going to talk about... um, we're going to allude a little bit to the conversation you and I had last week with Dan Gornstein about repealing and replacing Obamacare mm-hmm. because uh, of the nominee for the head of HHS, Congressman uh, Tom Price. And also we're going to talk about uh, uh, the insiders and outsiders uh, joining the president-elect's cabinet. So let's go uh, first of all. Uh, to Representative Price, uh, and and let's just uh, hit that piece of tape. What we need to do is put in place uh, the, the reforms that will allow for greater choices within Medicare, greater choices within Social Security, greater choices uh, within uh, uh, the Medicaid program so that states have greater flexibility, so right. that these programs can actually survive and serve the individuals that they are intended to serve. It has been said, uh, Andrea, that if Donald Trump wanted to pick one person Uh, The best person to dismantle Obamacare, uh, Congressman Price is it, yeah?
1: Absolutely, yes. I mean, Tom Price has been the most vehement and, frankly, like kind of wonky and rule-oriented guy uh, in the Republican Party when it comes to dismantling Obamacare and putting something Mm -hmm. else in its place. He's not just going out. He's not one of the guys who gets out on the floor and has three or four votes to repeal Obamacare, <laughs> right, right. with you know that are all show votes, basically. We don't have show votes, we we have show votes, but we call them show votes in Washington. Yeah, you know where 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 there isn't any real policy, it's just sort of electioneering on the on the House floor. Well, he's not that guy. He's a thoracic surgeon. I mean, the guy,
0: yeah.
1: and he and he vehemently hates Obamacare. He has hated it from its moment of inception. He didn't even like. Romney care in Massachusetts, which Obamacare was based on. So, I mean, this is not like this. This is a lifelong thing for him. And I imagine he's um, very um, pleased to be in that position right now.
0: And he has a a plan. I mean, he's actually somebody in he's a Republican in Congress who says repeal and replace and has a plan, unlike, you know, the other 200 Republicans in Congress who are like, yeah, let's just do something.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that's just what I mean by not. He's not like a show voter. You know, he has what he wants to do is create incentives for people to put more money in um, health savings accounts, their own mm-hmm. money. Yep. Uh, he wants to keep incent tax incentives, so like rebates, and mm-hmm. um, to keep to get people to buy it, private insurance, private company insurance. But he wants to peg those as. You know, Dan Gornstein has done some good reporting on Mm -hmm. this and Mm -hmm. is still doing. He wants to peg those to age. Because it's generally accepted that the older you are, the more subsidies you should get or the more incentive, tax incentives Mm -hmm. you should get to buy insurance because you spend more. Right. And that's opposed to doing it. That's not always true. Yeah, but that's mm -hmm.
0: opposed to doing it by income, which is the way Obamacare works now.
1: Yes. As opposed to, yes, but doing it by income. He does want the uh, he wants insurance companies that are licensed in one state to be able to sell insurance across state lines. That one, frankly, could have some serious problems in the states. But this is a guy who has looked at it and said, OK, we're going to do it a totally different way. And, you know, if you want to step back for a second, we're we we're looking at health care reform as it was stated by George W. Bush and the Republican Congress of mm-hmm. that time. By the way, Tom Price was in that Republican Congress. Yeah,
0: well, he was, right? <laughs> yeah. which is going to get us to the right. second part of our, our conversation about insiders and outsiders. But let me let me stick with uh, the congressman for a minute. Yeah. Is he a guy who understands that... Uh, you have to keep some parts of Obamacare to make other parts of it work it's I mean this thing is is a complicated beast,
1: yes, it is a hugely complicated beast, but let me say this: Obamacare is basically funded by getting young keeping basically yep. keeping young people on their parents' insurance until they're twenty six and incentivizing healthy people as much as possible to buy insurance so that there's money in the pool of cash, right, for sicker people to get paid, you know, have their care paid for. The problem is... They want to do away. He, want, he has never liked the idea of keeping people on their parents' insurance for too long. Hmm. He does not love the idea of when he says more choices, more greater choices, greater choices right. over and over again in that cut. What he's talking about is people shouldn't have to buy insurance if they don't want to. Or they should be able to buy much more stripped down plans. And the more stripped down or so-called catastrophic plan, like, you know, it's not about the doctor. It's about if you get in a car accident, right? Yeah. Uh, The less money there is in that pool. And so the economics can be all screwball. I need to say one other thing, and that is Tom Price is one of the very few people in the Congress of the United States, House or Senate, who was against covering people with uh, pre-existing conditions from the beginning. He thinks it's a terrible financial idea. And that will put him at odds with, uh, frankly, a lot of people. Uh, well, who his, his new know, boss, for one, right. his, his new
0: boss is in right. favor of covering people with pre-existing
1: Politically issues. impossible in some well, ways. Me...
0: Speaking of the politics of this, and this is something that Dan brought up in our morning meeting this morning. One of the reasons he suspects that Price got this job is not only for his stand against Obamacare, but because he is a skilled enough parliamentarian to do the politicking that is required. He's been in Congress now for 11 years and he kind of knows the ropes.
1: That's true. He's he you know, it. that's very dependent on the Congress that is in place, though. Mm-hmm. And I will say the Democratic Party is not a big fan of Tom Price. And I wouldn't say that about a lot of Republicans. I don't just mean because he's a Republican and they're Democrats. Mm-hmm. Tom Price is a staunch, vehement conservative to the point that he has threatened to challenge John Boehner on several occasions. He was one of mm. the founding members of the Tea Party caucus. He really doesn't do compromise and so i mean that completely without bias he does not he does not think that is what the government should do what the republicans should do
0: and we should point out here that obamacare passed with no republican votes so if the repeal is going to pass with no democratic votes my guess would be price is okay with that
1: uh that's yes he would be okay with that your problem is the senate Your problem is, how do you, you know, there is going, even with divided government, and this is the way, this is beautiful, because to me, it's so Jeffersonian. It's like, um, the House is this total majority rule Mm -hmm. kind of place. You know, you can get, if you have the majority there, you can get anything done. The Senate is supposed to be the cooling saucer. That the, the, tea, <laughs> the tea, the teacup cup sits up, yeah. right? You know, yep, it's a yep, yep. it's a weird metaphor now, but it's supposed to be the thing that makes the U.S. government, the legislature, um, less rash. And yeah. he's going to have to deal with that. And let me promise you, right now, every Republican in the United States government of any kind of power is thinking to themselves. They are thinking about the fall of 2018, and they know Hmm. that the people who didn't, many people who didn't come out and vote because they thought, well, Hillary, Hillary will just win. They're coming out. They're coming. That they have been automatically energized, and so there's this short, just like Obama had. He had everything for two years. He managed to get Obamacare done then, and then things change, and so you know.
0: Yeah. All right. So part two of the discussion, we're going to start with uh, yet another piece of tape. Uh, this is Newt Gingrich. Last night, I think, on on Hannity, on Fox, and it's um, Gingrich 1. You guys hit it. Well, let me just say, I think that if the president-elect really, for some reason, wants Romney, he simply needs to understand in advance that there is an enormous base that wanted to drain the swamp, and they see Romney as the swamp, uh, they will not understand... I mean, he either has to decide he's he's willing to accept a very large part of his base being totally upset uh, and, and feeling betrayed and alienated, or he's got to figure out a pretty good explanation. So I just love that piece of tape because it's Newt Gingrich, who literally has done nothing but government and politics for the past 20 years in Washington, D.C., talking about somebody else uh, being a problem uh, in the swamp. Mitt Romney, who ran for president once and he was a governor, but has done a bunch of other stuff. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So today we have... Tom Price, sitting congressman uh, appointed to the cabinet. We have Elaine Chao, said to be up for transportation secretary. She is a former labor secretary. She is uh, married to Mitch McConnell, the Senate majority leader. She's been around Washington for 20 plus years. The the list of insiders in this outsider presidency is becoming (laughs) um, remarkable. Remarkable.
1: And furthermore, Newt Gingrich. I mean, as you said, I mean, this is this is, you know, first of all, he ran against Romney. In, in the well, right, primary, right, in the, in right, the Republican primary. Yeah. So, yeah. So, first of all, you have to think about it. He's already attacked Romney on those grounds. And I have to say, a Republican, several Republicans in Washington have told me, this is kind of horrible, but they have told me that Newt Gingrich is among the most hated people in Washington oh, wow. among That's both great. sides because he is Mr. Bluster, right? That right. is what what he does. And I can see clearly... I mean, covered this man a long time that what he's doing is a PR campaign through the press to get himself into the administration. Gears, right, sure, right. sure. So, looks like it. And against Donald Trump. But to your point, most of the cabinet secretary pieces, you know, picks so far right. that we have seen are very insider Washington for a president who is supposedly an outsider
0: for the outsider candidate now let me ask you this and and this goes back to the conversation we had last week maybe 10 days or so ago when you spanked Mm -hmm. me a little bit because I was getting on people for
1: you keep bringing that up uh, well because you know it stung a little
0: bit it stung but 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 here's the the question Um, do you believe Trump voters care about the fact that this is an administration being stocked with insiders or are they okay with the fact that the guy at the top is an insider and he's going to blow things up?
1: My guess is that most Trump voters are are not going to think of these people, the Elaine Chows, mm-hmm. the you know the Tom Prices, and so on, are, are not going to think of them as being political insiders because they haven't really been in the national eye, hmm. and mm-hmm. and they they have positioned themselves for their entire careers as people who want to essentially you know burn down washington or let it let the bureaucracy wither and die or you know these are words that they use they would rather get rid of everything that they can rather than build something or do something else and i don't mean that in like in a vindictive way i mean they they right. want they equate Less government with more freedom, and that's what they see, and they consider themselves to be outsiders in the last century, really, since FDR. Do you
0: think that this changes the way governance happens in Washington? And I get that there's a lot we don't know about how Donald Trump is going to act as president, although we have many, many clues the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but will governance Change? Do you believe? Because that's that's what the the, yes. the the Trump voters wanted, right? They wanted governance to change and to get results that are beneficial for them. Do you think that's going to happen?
1: Uh, yes, on the first point, and yep. uh, no, not necessarily on the second. I mean, hmm. yes, I think governance will change. I think we are about to see a striking change in the way the government operates, and you know, governance is one of my favorite things to talk. So you mm-hmm. really shouldn't get me started. No, but
0: like, we got, we got you know, we got So you just,
1: like, just like, just like the structure of how things go through Congress, the structure of how things, you know, regulations but, but wait, No, go but you're the you're not actually
0: saying this. The structure of how things go through Congress is going to change, right? What we're looking oh, at yes, is executive. Are you really? No, yes, no, no, no. I, come on. No, what, the structure. What, 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 no, what we're looking at is executive branch change, right? Congressional change is not, I, I believe, is not happening in this Congress. No way. You've got I... the same leaders. You've got the same people. You've got the same faces, minus maybe. Nancy Pelosi, which is a whole different thing. But you can't tell me that, that the congressional structure is going to change.
1: Yes, the, I the can. The way things happen.
0: Are you real? Wow.
1: Yes. No, now, I now yeah. I, I did not say structure. No, no, no. Structure. But the way things happen. Process. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Here's yeah. why. Because for the last uh, since the Republicans took over the House of Representatives and the, and the Senate completely yep. in 2010, a lot of the uh, of the way that Congress has worked, the the bills that have come up, what is inside them, um, how they have passed the House and the Senate has yeah. been done inside the leadership of the parties. Now, this was true for Democrats before, yep. so I'm not yep. saying. And so I think that what I really believe that once you have. A Republican House and a Republican Senate, especially with a presidential candidate who, for better or worse, was not totally loved within his party, yeah. there will be a demand for a quote unquote regular order. I think we're, we're bound to see many more um, committee meetings that actually do what's called bar- marking up bills, yep. which is yep. where actual yep. members yep. of Congress get yep. to get to propose things. I think you're likely to see many more amendments come up on the House floor. I do not think there will be the tolerance for... Um, leadership grip on what actually comes to the floor that there has been because because having a president like Barack Obama in the White House creates a kind of party loyalty, a kind of like it's us against themness that won't be here then.
0: that won't be there. Yes. Let me throw this. Let me throw this wrench into the works on the way out and we can maybe resume this discussion tomorrow because I agree. It's completely fascinating. However, comma, (laughs) Let's think about, let's think about the guy who's going to be doing a lot of the politicking up on Capitol Hill for the president. His name is Mike Pence. He is about as insider as you get. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe he is going to be the change agent from the White House that's going to make Congress act differently. I just, I don't see that happening. That's what I think.
1: I don't think it's so much. I don't think that Congress will act differently uh, because of a change agent from the White House other than Donald Trump. I think actually Mm -hmm. Mike Pence will be the buffer to what we're talking about. But the truth is uh there will there as happens in every single mm-hmm. presidential administration, there will be limits to what the vice oh, yeah. president can do and no matter what how he has great ties and everybody loves him, yep, he's a great yep. guy to work with, frankly, he's done some really interesting things. We can talk about that if you want to at some point but but no matter what, people are gonna know that it's not. Mike Pence making decisions, giving the speech that says, I'm signing this bill. People are going to be a little gun shy of the kind of ego that that uh, Hmm. Mr. Trump has. And they are going to, as Congress always has done, number one rule, think about their own hides. Well, yeah. Many members of Congress, many members of the Senate, most, in fact, are in their positions far longer than any one president, yeah. and they are aware of that all the time.
0: More on this uh, tomorrow, and uh, I know I said we'd end with a question, but we're not gonna because we've oh, gone too Oh come on! Long. No, 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 we gotta go. I got we got things to do, man. It's like there's a radio thing. I gotta to read do. the there's numbers. Gotta, I know you gotta do right, and I gotta read the numbers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we're out of here. Um, get us on Twitter. I'm uh, at Kai Rizdahl. She's at Radio Babe. The show is at Marketplace. I promise we'll get some questions, but we're going to talk more about this whole process thing in Washington. Uh, and, uh, fun,
1: man, fun, fun. So
0: all right, we got to go. Bye. Bye.
1: This
0: is APM.